What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Greetings, everyone. I am Chris Gullo, joined alongside Brandon Thurston, and it's Thursday. That's right. It's time for the WrestleNomics Radio Thursday 30. Uh, we're going to discuss on the show WWE stock price, uh, Tony Khan's thoughts on Nick Khan, uh, Extreme Rules tickets, uh, AEW ratings news, and more. Brandon, of course, we're here free and live. And how long are we doing that to? Well, we're not really here live. Let's, let's, let's not lie to the people. Um, we were going to do this live at 7. But we we decided it would be a little bit more convenient to to do it a little bit at a different time earlier. Um, but it will be released at seven, uh, unless anybody's holding on to the link that I shared earlier. But it looks like nobody is right now. Anyway, so um, what did you say? <laughs> so uh, do uh, so just discussing uh, the Patreon, and this is not part of the Patreon right now, but it will oh, yeah. be. So. Can I explain yes. everything with that? Yes. So this is a new podcast that we're doing. It's a 30-minute podcast, and it's free throughout the month of October. In November, though, it'll be, it'll be patrons. It'll be subscribers only. So if you sign up to the Patreon, and any time is a great time to sign up for the Patreon now, uh, then you'll get all the TV ratings reports. you get the quarter hour reports that I do. you get the latest stuff that I've done, uh, including I did an analysis of, of what the top Patreon accounts are, and uh, I did a Google Trends uh, update. I've been doing that monthly. I would... I think I've been doing it monthly for for a number of months in a row, and I intend to do it every month. I'm not yet advertising it as a part of the Patreon, but but you can expect that probably. Um, and that is new for every month that passes. The new month happens, and then we're able to look back uh, on the Google Trends data from from Google. Uh, so that's there. Who are the top wrestling personalities? And we'll get into that maybe a little bit today. Um, yeah, but starting in November, this will be subscriber only. Um, so anyway. What's going on? All right. Uh, well, we're going to start Dynamite with first? AEW. Yeah, AEW Dynamite ratings news. One million. They made a million uh, viewers, which is more than last week, where they did less than a million by 10,000. So, of course, that was a bad rating. Uh, but but now, just over a million. Uh, 1,038,000. This is almost identical to two weeks ago. This is only, what, 50,000 more viewers in the week prior in terms of total viewership. This was a 0.33 in the demo. 0.33. 0.33. Last week was a 0.34. Week before that was a 0.35. Um, so, of course, we have headlines today. Nobody knows whether to write Dynamite up or Dynamite down because there was a slight difference in total and in one direction and a slight difference in the demo in the other direction. Um, nobody ever writes the the headline dynamite flat for some reason uh but that this is pretty flat uh, you, so let's look at the um the charts here that people can see if they're watching on the youtube version here um yeah you'll, you'll see the the total viewership up slightly and the demo down slightly this is the second third consecutive week that the demo was down uh but d- d- uh, dynamite did not win in the on the chart uh in the demo the Revenge number of the two, Real Housewives. Yep. It was number two among cable originals. And Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on Bravo decisively, decisively beat Dynamite by two, by three ratings points at 0.36. Um, 
Of course, that show has a much larger female audience than Dynamite does. It had 1.2 million viewers total. Uh, Survivor was also on on Wednesday. That one overall in Chicago Fire and Chicago PD uh, also uh, ranking highly on broadcast. Anyway, not much of a, a rating to talk about. Uh, Dynamite did have 15 extra minutes, though, which is the longest, I guess, the longest Dynamite ever. Tony Khan put it over as, you know, it was their anniversary Dynamite, and the network gave them an additional 15 minutes. Uh, so we have quarter hours here on the screen that include uh, this extra 15 minutes, and we see a consistent decline across the show. Um, pretty consistent. It, it exceeds the rate of decline that we see here exceeds the normal four-week trend, as you can see demonstrated here in this dashed line, most pronounced in total viewership because that's the bigger metric, and it starts to exceed right around quarter hour three or four. Um, and really, it's it's below, it's a little bit lower than usual in, in the demo, so we start out under-indexing yep. the, the four-week trend in the demo. Uh, One segment didn't decline on 18 to 49, and that was the claim segment. So, that is true. So we have... Uh, we don't have a lot of negative stories here. The the degree to which this, this show declined, I would say, is distributed throughout. So it's not as if like one quarter s- suffered a great loss and the others did okay. It's a it's a consistent decline. Uh, and in fact, in total viewership, every quarter lost viewers. <laughs> uh, in in the demo, as as Gullo just said, only one one quarter did not lose viewers. Only one quarter gained viewers, and that is the acclaimed. Scissor, uh, what was it? National Scissor Scissor Day? Maybe yes, the, yeah, scissoring day or scissor day. I don't know what it was. Yes. Um, so that, that gained 1%, barely gained, right? So this wasn't like a 5% gain, but this wasn't a quarter that usually loses 6% across the last four weeks. On a median basis, this lost 6% of the viewership in the prior four weeks this week gaining one percent so it ends up being more than five percentage points better than usual so it ends up being a bright green box on our table uh the following quarter lost nine percent of the viewership in a quarter that usually loses none this is in the demo still that quarter had uh, a short promo with madison rain sky blue take on uh, anna, anna j and then the roosh and adam page match and then the John Moxley and Adam Page live promo after the match, setting up their title match uh, in Cincinnati. So uh, that doesn't bode well, for, I guess, for for Hangman and for Moxley. But I don't think it uh, is is a verdict on them either. Uh, I would say this this demo doing well is probably re- reflects well on the acclaimed. Um, some other things we may talk about later reflect well on the acclaimed. Uh, the the last 15 minutes did lose 7% in total viewership and 3% in the demo. So it's not as if this last 15 minutes, a little is later in the, night, in the night, which is kind of a headwind because the later you go, as we've learned with Rampage, the later you go into the night, the harder it is to retain viewers, especially after 10. I don't think this is a big deal in the 9 o'clock hour, but after 10, maybe it starts to get, get to be a bigger deal. But that main event with Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia against Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho, uh, did lose viewership as well, I guess. In fact, the this was the quarter that lost viewership the most in total viewership because uh, it lost 7%. That's more than any of the other quarters. 
in the demo that lost 3%, but there are some quarters that lost as much or more. Those are the quarter hours. Quarter hours are bullshit. They're confusing. Uh, they don't tell us a lot that clearly, but we can try to decipher some meaning from them, and, and you can decipher some meaning from them. Again, I said this looks this looks like it's it reflects well on the acclaimed. Uh, this doesn't necessarily reflect well on Roosh and Adam Page. Maybe even Moxley, although Moxley's segment was shorter than the match. Uh, yeah. Anything else to add or question? So, obviously, total viewership up. Um, yeah. A little bit of decrease, though, in the 18 to 49. Now, my question is, though, it was the three-year anniversary episode. They did a lot of media and press on this. Uh, and there was, I mean, it's not good press, but any press is good press. There was the backstage incident stuff that was happening. You know, that happened so short, so short before the show started, right? Well, I like, was just, yeah. I, I mean, do you think, like, this is a disappointing rating a little bit, or? For, if, if, Relative for to my expectations, no. I expected, I, I did yeah. think about it for a minute before uh, the rating came out. I said, yeah, low, low, low 30s for the demo rating. And that's where it was. Um, this wasn't like it was a, a show that had a title match on it. Although if it did have a title match on it, like we've seen, you know, shows like uh, Grand Slam not do an exceeding rating above the neighboring ratings for Dynamite. So I don't, I don't know what really moves this this number. External factors, uh, major competition from news. Um, this had the I extra runtime too. This episode. Here's a question. If you excluded those 15 minutes, which did go below 900,000 viewers, what would the rating be? Um, I can tell you that. Uh, let me see here. What would the, the total viewership be? It would have been 1,058,000. Uh, what would the demo have been? The demo would have been... Let's see. In eight quarters, it would have been a point three three. It would not have been any different. <laughs> the demo would not have been any different, uh, and the total viewership would not be meaningfully different. It would be slightly higher, uh, slightly higher in both, because the demo did dip below uh, two point. Sorry, did dip below point two nine, uh, which we can see over here in that that last quarter, point two nine. Um. I don't know, like what 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 made those last couple of weeks, uh, those last two weeks after the um, after the all out controversy, those did better than usual ratings coming off of a pay per view, coming off of that news story, and I think that had that's why those ratings were were stronger than usual, and there isn't as much of a news urgency to check out what's going to happen here. Um, anyway, anything else there? No, that's a, that's all I got here. Okay, uh, briefly. Don't, did you did you happen to watch this? I watched this today. Listen to this. I, uh, air, I, I have not. A, I need to now. Seeing what what I've seen. Yeah, it's, it's it's you're not missing anything though. So Errol Hawani had an interview uh, with had Tony Khan on his his, his program. Uh, they have a, an hour interview that came out after Dynamite, uh, but it was taped before Dynamite. Obviously, uh, he did, he does. I, I thought it was. Remarkable that he mentioned uh, Nick Khan and that he has spoken with Nick Khan apparently on the phone. Uh, he first, at one point earlier in, in, the, in the interview, said that he had not met Nick Khan, but then admitted that he had talked to him on the phone later. Uh, and so Ariel followed up and asked if he had talked to Triple H and Stephanie, and he said he had. Um, it sounds like he has met Stephanie. He alluded to you know 
meeting them through at least meeting Stephanie through through the NFL, um, which I thought was interesting. I've always kind of wondered if he's ever had a, a you know a, a conversation with Vince, and but he, uh, Ariel didn't, didn't ask about that specifically. Yeah, um, I I don't know if he has, I, but he did like back before AEW. He would go backstage when they were in Jacksonville, and there was all there's all these pictures of him like visiting WWE talent, Titus O'Neil, and a few others before oh, AEW was created. So I feel like he probably would have met Stephanie through that. Yeah, um, what, what, one of the quotes here that has, has ended up on Reddit uh, is Tony Khan saying this: "If I was making rougher record profits, I probably wouldn't be laying off dozens of people." So that's some of what I'm talking about when I talk about compassion and being a good boss. And frankly, when I talk about, you know, I'm not necessarily the same guy as some person who shares a surname, uh, end quote. So there he's talking about the layoffs that W did uh, to talent and, uh, and, and employees throughout 2020 and also the, more so talent in 2021. But also there, were, there was consolidation and layoffs uh, on the employee side, too, in 2021. Um, so Ariel Hawani is Nick Khan used to be his agent. Uh, that's that's worth saying, and he points that out himself. Um, he he refers to Nick Khan by name earlier in the interview, and uh, and he just sort of doesn't allude to you know refer to him by name in this moment, and uh, and Ariel does follow up on that. It's just sort of uh, you know just sort of a cattiness. But it was very interesting to learn that they had had conversations. Ariel asked what they had, had you know try to ask about those conversations, and, and Tony was not going to say anything more about that. But uh, that that's that was just interesting to learn that they, he has had some direct contact with WWE. Um, I guess maybe that's what I was hoping to to hear about in um, you know part of the the, the post all out scrum it, and I think besides the punk stuff the thing that people have talked the most about besides that much bigger story is is Tony sort of going on a rant about WWE and how he felt that WWE doing Clash of the Castle he didn't you know spell it out as clearly as this but how WWE doing Clash of the Castle and doing the the NXT premium live event in the same weekend as All Out was was competing with his event with All Out um, so something that I was I was hoping we would hear about was which he sounded like he was alluding to on the conference call on the prior Thursday was that he had. He didn't like how he was being treated by WWE, and I thought that maybe that had some that that meant something in terms of he had some direct contact with WWE that uh, that that he didn't like or, or made it clear to him that they were not treating him the way <laughs> the way that he wanted to be treated or whatever. Um, so m- maybe that's part of the story there, but we don't know. Um, okay, moving on to uh, Extreme Rules is coming up this Saturday. Um, we have this note, uh, Russell Ticks reported today that, um, so Russell Ticks reported that what you see below is, is what's left in the expensive floor seats. Uh, at one point there were available seats throughout the upper deck. And then several days later, not only were they gone, but previously unopened upper decks are sold out too. It seems the white rabbit teases leading to this event were effective. So, uh, at least in, in Mr. Russell takes monitoring what's going on with, uh, the extreme rules, ticket sales in Philadelphia. Uh, it's his conclusion that, or at least I guess speculation that the white rabbit stuff has yep. helped ticket sales, uh, become even higher. This, this, this show is essentially sold out. I would say given that Russell is counting 94 tickets available out of 
the over 13,500 that are already distributed. Uh, so I think this is, you know, another credit. We have that SmackDown from two weeks ago that did over 2.5 million viewers. Um, it was not repeated this past Friday, back to normal. But we have that, and we have this. I expect Bray Wyatt to return on Saturday. Um, and then it'll be interesting to see whether that correlates, you know, that results in any rating on, on Raw on the following Monday or on SmackDown on the following Friday, depending on what program he's on. I guess I expect him to be on SmackDown, but who knows? Um, so I expect that's what we'll see there. And, uh, you know, I think this is sort of the counter-narrative to a lot of the the pro AEW world that, that I am exposed to a lot where, you know, Bray Wyatt is not, could not possibly be a draw Roman Reigns neither. And, and yet we have situation, we have, we have evidence like this, uh, like SmackDown on two Fridays ago. And this, that lends support to the notion that some of the, the major stars that WWE has pushed over the years actually do actually do correlate to improving business that's not to say that you couldn't make an argument that there's an opportunity cost that is greater. Nonetheless, uh, credit to this white rabbit gimmick uh, and whoever is behind it, probably Bray Wyatt. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Um... W stock price. You got any W shares, Chris Cole? I do not. Uh, you used to though. Yes. Kick kicking but, yourself now, probably. Huh? I, I think as I could, as I uh, continued on my WrestleMania's journey, I didn't want to be biased having W mm-hmm. stock. Price. You, you didn't want to be conflicted. Um, no, no conflict. So got rid of it. <laughs> Bought Dogecoin um, and made a bad decision. There. But that's another story for another day. That's another story for another oh day. <laughs> Maybe you could buy some Twitter stock now. I don't know. Anyway, uh, W stock. This is I don't know what it what it was. It was it right now. Let's see here. This is as of the middle of the day, right now. So now the market is closed. The market closed with, at seventy three dollars is what W closed at for a share price. Anyway, W is is at its highest stock price since. September 2019. This is the highest that W stock price has been in three years. It has, as, as the chart shows here, it has hit some astronomical levels where it approached $100 on two separate trends back in 2018 and early 2019. Uh, but this has been a, a, a gradual, steady upward trend in a, in a bear market that's you know n- not doing well year to date. Um, so... Why Why is that the case? Why is this stock price rising? Any guesses? Uh, I would probably say s- speculation on the growth of the product. I mean, you know, or, I mean, the growth of the company as far as like upcoming TV rights deals. And you see there's TV ratings are doing well and uh, ticket sales are doing well. So, yeah, I think and so I, was, I was having a conversation uh with with someone about the you know why is this this stock price rising and you know i i, I guess maybe one one idea that comes to mind is as we get closer to that time where they're going to you know make that deal presumably in spring of next year uh as we get closer to that time the uncertainty about whether something unforeseen is going to come up and get in the way of them being able to make a good deal is lessened 
just as we get closer to, to that in time. Um, so maybe that's part of it. I'm sure a lot, a, a lot of it, at least earlier, was the speculation around WWE selling. WWE's not going to sell. Stop, stop. Has, has WWE sold yet? Chris Cole, you, you proponent of, of that notion? Has it sold yet? It is not. No, hey, still an independent company. You, you never know. Um, Vince, Vince is out of the picture, but Vince still has control. In, in any case, I don't expect WWE to sell anytime soon. It, I, I could see it selling as part of a, of a, of a TV, deal, TV deal or in lieu of a TV deal. Um, even then, I don't, I don't know, though. But I wouldn't be shocked at that. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's reason to be optimistic about the product, and the quality of the product, and the extent to which that's important to the business. Uh, the business which is quite you know, insulated from, from that kind of risk because of guaranteed revenues, including from TV rights fees. But um, the stock price is not moved by a lot of things other than stock analyst reports macroeconomic trends, uh, mainly those two things. Uh, the, the interpretation of earnings results. Obviously, the, the, the major financial institutions and whoever makes the, the decisions about you know, buying and selling, those are the people who ultimately move the price of the stock. Um, but I don't think that those people or stock analysts generally are in tune with what's happening week to week. I think there's there's some effort to, to pay attention to what's going on, but I don't think there's, I don't know, I don't get the sense that there's like a grand realization that Vince McMahon being out of the picture is really a good thing for this business, like, which is my opinion. Um, speaking of my opinion, uh, we, we've set a, I say we because, you know, that's what the stock analysts say, and I, I, I assume, I presume that you agree with me here, Gullo. Um, of course. We set a, we set a stock a stock price target of seventy six dollars. What are they at now? Seventy two, seventy three dollars. They they closed at seventy three today. Um, this was back on September thirteenth. So uh, nearly there. We're, we're, we that, on September thirteenth, the stock price was sixty nine dollars, and we are up to seventy three and on the way to seventy six. I guess and that's a one year stock price target. So that's basically a prediction about what this company should be valued at in a year from September 13th. Uh, I guess I would start to think that if it went over $76, that that it would be overvalued, perhaps. But something to think about if if, if uh, we come to that bridge. Um, how much time we got? We want, want to do a Who's a Draw in, in seven minutes here? It's a 30-minute podcast. Can it be done? Are you muted? You're muted. Oh, yeah. I think it could be. I, th- I think it could happen. Let's do it, so, Brandon. So, Google Trends worldwide. Uh, here are the, the top performers. It's John Cena. It's Roman Reigns. Uh, and then there's Brock Lesnar. And then there's basically everybody else. And a free agent by the name of Vince McMahon is, is number four. Um, things that I thought were remarkable to point out here. Alexa Bliss performing probably higher than most people would think. She's at what rank among among people who are active in YouTube videos was my criteria for inclusion here uh, with WAEW. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I think 11. Alexa Bliss is 11. Uh, so she's just below CM Punk, just above Pat McAfee with all the things that Pat McAfee does. Uh, Liv Morgan is just below Pat McAfee, above Seth Rollins. So that's probably higher than most people would predict, I would think. Uh, somebody else who I think is a, a surprise here, Rhea Ripley, who is just below Charlotte Flair, but actually above Edge. Um, and Becky Lynch. So the the thing that I thought was remarkable is that Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss outrank Becky Lynch here. Why is that? 
not not a lot of Becky Lynch stands, just more Liv Morgan stands and, and Alexa Bliss stands, maybe. So, moving on to AEW. <laughs> We've got uh, CM Punk by far number one, uh, Jeff Hardy, and then MJF. Like, MJF, we, we need a preponderance of things to, to support a conclusion like this, but I think we're getting closer to the time where MJF is pretty clearly one of their big stars for, for AEW, which is not something you would have said certainly three years ago. It's not something you would have said a year ago, uh, maybe not even six months ago, but that's becoming more clearly the case. Um, Jade Cargill performs better than you would probably guess. Uh, she's not in the top 10, but let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. She's number 15, and that puts her ahead of Miro, ahead of Malachi Black, ahead of the Young Bucks. And who's just below the Young Bucks? Danhausen. You probably would not guess this indie wrestler, Danhausen, is just below the Young Bucks and ahead of Andrade. Um, well, he's not an indie wrestler anymore. He's but, but you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's just yeah. come off the indies, and the criticism against Danhausen is that he's just this sort of indie act. Um, so uh, top YouTube videos are here. Uh, they'll be in the slides for patrons. We're not going to go through all of them. I think this is like 25 of them. The 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 one that, by by my math, uh, most over, I don't want to say overperformed, but performed the best and did have over a million views. Uh, there's a number of criteria I, that, that are set forth here. The number one video by this criteria that I set is is the the Sami Zayn getting his uh, his bloodline honorary us uh, shirt. So this involves. Usos and uh, Roman Reigns. Um, number two there is Braun Strowman making his return. Again, this is YouTube video stuff. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Solo Sokoa. Braun Strowman clearing the way against the Maximum Male Models. Drew McIntyre doing something with the Bloodline. Uh, Edge setting up his I Quit match with uh, Finn Balor. We have more Edge stuff. Some Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis, another guy who can't possibly be, be, be a draw uh, in, 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 uh, in certain parts of the internet. Uh, but nonetheless performing well enough here uh, with The Miz. Uh, What's the criteria, by the way, just because this will look weird because there's things that are lower and higher uh, in in, in the views here. Um, The criteria is you have to be in the top 80, in the top 20%. What is it? You have to be uh, like number one or number two on your week for your program, and then you have to do better than like all but 80% or all but 20% of, of all the, the videos for that program in that month. Um, what performs well for AEW here? Brian Danielson and John Moxley uh, setting up their 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 title match at Arthur Ashe. They did not wrestle; they wrestled each other at Arthur Ashe. They did okay. Uh, and then a patch of John Moxley vows to be be a legendary uh, as he comes face to face with MJF. So that's the segment in Buffalo. Um, he, the the rest are there if you want to look at them. Um, quarter hours i don't i don't see a lot of clear meaning here in the quarter hours for september this is all september that we're looking at here by the way too um cm punk was much higher in uh web search in september for some reason too by the way um so we have lashley versus the miz did well as a quarter hour the the braun Strowman and otis match did well as a quarter hour but that's also the 923 smackdown in the quarter that was right around 923. Um, there's a lot of Sami Zayn stuff in here, a lot of Drew McIntyre, even some Edge, and yes, even Dominic. Dominic. Um, so it sort of starts to to wonder, do we, do we really have something here that's meaningful? 
Uh, but these are the, the quarter hours that overperformed the most uh, when it comes to comparing what they did from quarter to quarter in the demo versus what the quarter usually does in the demo. Um, merchandise. Number one, Roman Reigns acknowledge your daddy. Uh, that's that's my scraping and reverse rank calculation for most of September and some days in October as well. But we have Roman Reigns, an NWO shirt, another Roman Reigns shirt, a Judgment Day shirt, another Roman Reigns shirt, a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt. Those are the top. Uh, those are the, the items that appeared highest in the top sellers list over the last you know, 30 days or so. Uh, maybe a little less than 30 days, probably about 20 days. In fact, that's probably what this 20 is here for. Uh, in terms of the, the, the people who are most associated with these top selling items, um, by my calculation, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's W Brand and other things that I couldn't categorize, it's The Rock, and it's Roman Reigns, and it's Brock Lesnar, The Undertaker, NWO, Eddie Guerrero, uh, and, and more that are there. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Yes. Real quick, are these like just 30, 30, 30, are these, oh, are these 30 day numbers or? Uh, or I just said, the, this, is, this is the last 20 days. 20 is, Wow. The fact that all these retro shirts are being bought in high volume. Yes. Like <laughs> legacy IP is very valuable. Um, and then if we go to, to pro wrestling tees, we've got the acclaimed scissor me daddy, daddy ass is the number one uh, shirt by my calculation on pro wrestling tees. I thought it was remarkable that we have Roman Reigns acknowledge your daddy is number one for WWE and for the pro wrestling tees, AEW world it's scissor me daddy ass. A lot of daddy, daddy issues happening in, in the wrestling world. There's also a, a, a fairly well-selling um, Wardlow, pin me Wardlow daddy or War Daddy or whatever. Uh, there's, there's, someone should write an, an academic article analyzing all this. Uh, so so did, did you know that, that Shop AEW, which is, of course, powered by Pro Wrestling Tees, they have their own listing. It's very, very similar to, to the results that I found with Pro Wrestling Tees, but I'm tracking that now, too. Um, the top performers in... Shop AEW and Pro Wrestling Tees are basically identical. Uh, it's CM Punk by far number one. The Acclaimed, Blackpool Combat Club, MJF, Danhausen, FTR, Hangman Page, uh, and the list goes on. So, uh, who's a draw? Same people as always, I would say. Roman Reigns, yeah, Roman CM, Punk, Reigns. CM Punk, The Acclaimed, The Acclaimed have got something valuable, something economically valuable here with this scissoring stuff. <laughs> um. I think that's all I have to say for today. Uh, I didn't, didn't see a lot of meaning to derive out of the quarter hours. Quarter hours are pretty ambiguous. You can, you know, read into them however you want. And I'll continue to report them <laughs> at patreon.com slash So uh, thanks for tuning in. See you on Sunday at 11 a.m. Talk to you next time. Bye. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything, from T-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets, and of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days. Like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection, or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout.
That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code S-T-A-P-L-E, 2-0.